0: Uh, well, welcome in everybody here. We're here to release our top 16 host sites. And then we got eight alternative sites that we think could possibly uh, work their way in or teams that we thought were good enough. Uh, I'd like to welcome in Jake and AJ. How's it going, fellas? Uh, um, not all at once there, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, he let off with
1: Jake, so I thought you were sliding in. First. Yeah, I was trying to go.
2: <laughs> I know, I needed to get my uh, my Patton and were slide in. Um, so, really good day. Uh, very, very exciting games yesterday. So, do y'all think these midweek games kind of down the stretch here are still kind of mattering towards RPI, or do you think it's kind of more about the coaches, you know, getting their bullpens right, finding out which guy is going to take them to the promised land?
0: So for the 16s that we're talking about here, I don't think these midweeks matter as much. I think that their conference games matter much more for most of these 16 teams. I think that they need to go out and worry about those conference wins versus the whatever midweek games they have remaining. Most teams have maybe one, maybe two left um, just because they don't want to build up too much before their conference tournaments.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, obviously dropping a midweek game doesn't help, but these teams are focused on finishing strong in conference because that's going to, be more of what boosts their resume down the home stretch than overall record picking up a midweek game.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, are you guys ready to get into it? Start off with our number one team. So uh, AJ and I wrote an article recently. We just released it today. Um, it was where we think the top 16 hosts are going to be. Um, and then we put in eight alternatives, but we're going to just start at the top, go one through 16, uh, and give you our reasons why we think that they should be the top 16 seeds. Uh, we'd like to hear from you guys if you guys have any questions or concerns about this. But let's start off number one. Obviously, we got Tennessee. They are forty-two and six, twenty and four in conference. Number one in the RPI, number one in our co- uh, in our CWS poll. They really dominate across the board, in my opinion. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I think they're pretty much a far and away lock to be at least a top eight. I know that you know some of these series down the stretch, you know, in the SEC are still important, but they've just done so much on their side, haven't really lost a series, anything like that. Um, They're pretty much, them and Oregon State are pretty much my only two locks right now. And I know that there's the one curse, but Tennessee, you really do have to feel very good because they just have talent up and down the lineup. Um, They pitch really well. Um, I know LSU and A&M kind of have the air bug. They really don't seem to have the air bug. I mean, they really don't seem to have any holes, if I'm being honest with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess in Tennessee, the one hole is bullpen sometimes doesn't perform if there's no crowd environment or anything like that. Um, But they could lose. I'm convinced they could lose every game on the way out and still be a top eight seed. They've just been so dominant throughout the year that, you know, they could drop both series and then go two and done and Hoover and still be, you know, they wouldn't be the one seed if they do that, but they will still be a top eight seed. They're, they're that locked in.
0: Yeah, I was going through the stats hard the last few days when we were making out our thing. And uh, man, they got Drew Beam, 215 ERA, Chase Byrne, 225, Chase Dollander, 266. They have three studs on the mound. They are ready to go into any series. They're also leading in slugging percentage and uh, so many other offensive categories. are in the top five. That's really, they're the number one team. And Oregon State is close, but they're the number one team. And I agree with AJ. They could lose the rest of their games this season and still host the region. So, I mean, they're not in any concern. I think that they're going to host. I think they're going to be fine because they're going to play at home. Yeah. And I think think it's more of a
2: boost to Mississippi State's resume and Georgia's resume if they win as opposed to, you know, as opposed to Tennessee kind of dropping back. That's just kind of the way I've kind of seen it. And, I mean, our committee too loves, you know, to give these SEC teams home super regionals. So when you factor in all that, and they really have been, you know, the class of the SEC this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they've been obviously far and away the best offensive team in the SEC. But they also lead the SEC in ERA by over a run, which is absurd.
0: Yeah. So and they're they're right there in fielding percentage. Also, um, yeah. they play defense, they pitch, and they're hitting. They're they're the true number one team in the nation. Uh, as we go down to number two, Oregon State, I think on any other season, you'd probably be looking at them as probably the number one team in the nation, but this Tennessee team is that good. Oregon State, 38-9 uh, record. They're 18-6 and in conference. Uh, number two in the RPI, number one, uh, two in the CWS Bowl. Sorry, they're 39-9 and after the win uh, last night against uh, University of Portland. But yeah, they're right there, same thing. Their strikeout-to-walk ratio, their ERA, their pitching staff, they got probably the best... Friday night starter in the country and Cooper Jerpey. Uh Their only concern to me is uh, scoring runs. Like they leaked a lot of guys on base.
2: Yeah. And I do kind of want to retract my statement about how uh, Oregon was going to win the PAC 12. <laughs> uh, very, very happy to be wrong there. Oregon state pretty much just flexed on the entire PAC 12. Um, definitely think they're the favorite as the non Tennessee team. And I mean, any any game with Parker Derby, you're going to, you know, be in that one. And, you know, they have Arizona and UCLA down the stretch. So two tournament teams. So they're going to be hot going in. They're going to be playing good competition. It's not like they're going to be limping in by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and if I'm one of those SEC teams that are kind of in that two seed, I definitely don't want to go out and play in this regional. This is going to be a tough, tough regional to come out of.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone wants to have to play at Oregon State. You know, no one that wants to face Jerpy in a winner-take-all or, God forbid, they have to win two against them in your first games against – like, it's it, – so a lot of the times I feel like we go, oh, number one seed or the field. Um, and so if you said Tennessee or the field, I'd take the field because Oregon State's part of the field. If you gave me Tennessee and Oregon State against the field, it's a lot closer of a question.
0: Yes, I agree. I think that I think when you look at it, Tennessee and Oregon State are so far above the next 14 teams we're going to talk about uh, that they can both lose records. They can have losing records on the stretch here and still probably be one and two, and nobody's really going to catch them. Um, but, yeah, so going into it now, you know, going in and playing in Corvallis is tough. It's a hard trip, especially if you are an SEC team. You're coming a long way to play that game, so – yeah, I think it's an advantage for them, and they have really great fans down down there in Goth Stadium. As we look yeah, in- and I know that
2: is one of those destination ballparks too. Sorry to kind of cut you off there, Mark. You're good. They are one of those destination ballparks too, but there's not going to be a lot of LSU fans that are in the Oregon area. There's not going to be, you know, any of these Auburn fans too. So that's a kind of another thing to look for. I know that Tennessee has a you know home field advantage with Lindsey Nelson. But I think with Oregon State just being so far and away from a lot of these teams, they might even be a bigger favorite than Tennessee just because you know that they're probably gonna have 100 percent Oregon State fans in that ballpark.
0: Yeah, and that Oregon State games, they sell out all the tickets to home fans. So every home feet seat that we're allowed to have down there, they sell them to Oregon State fans. They rarely go anywhere else out of the hands of Oregon State fans. They're pretty good about that. Um, next team we got in our number three, which is a little we start getting a little controversial here. Uh, We had Arkansas, uh, 36-12, and and 16-8 in conference, which is good. 20 in the RPI, which is a little high to be the number three team, Uh, but we got a number five in the CWS poll. For me, looking at it, they don't really have that leader right now. Now, Caden Wallace could be the guy come tournament time. I don't know. What are you guys thinking, AJ? I
1: mean, I, I think they're locked in, and I think if they went out to end the year, they're going to get an RPI boost. We're going to see that number jump from 20 to around the 10, 12, 13 mark and look a lot more respectable. Um, You know, they're locked in for a top 16 seed. um, Unless, you know, the team actually physically doesn't show up for the last two series, which I just don't see happening. Um, But it's, you know, they could be a three if they struggled, they could be a a nine or a 10, but I, I think it's, it would be impossible for them to slip out of that top 16.
2: Yeah, I think their win over Auburn going in that tough environment kind of locked them in there. I, I really don't anticipate A&M, and that would be the only kind of you know scary thought that would get them out of even a national seed. But I think it is kind of weird, though, because I don't feel like Arkansas is that good just because their fans have been like, oh, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, like every time they lose. So it's kind of interesting to see because I thought they were a lot further down. And then when I do research at the beginning of the week, I'm like, oh, they actually won. Because, you know, I follow Sean and everything Sean retweets. So it is kind of a very weird dynamic. They almost kind of remind me of Mississippi State last year, where you, you know that they're just on a mission. And it really doesn't matter what regional they get in as long as they're hosting, whether they're in that six range. And it'll be really interesting, too, how they play Hoover down the stretch. Because I'm not sure if Hoover matters for them, depending on how these next two series go. So I wonder if they'll kind of take the step back or if you know they want to keep it hot. That'll be the only thing that I think will kind of jump yeah, out I to mean, me in this next year.
1: I think you could draw a parallel from last year of Arkansas is like the Mississippi State because all the intention is on a different team. Last year, it was all the attention yeah. was on Arkansas and call the cops. And, and also, they flame out early. And you're like, uh. so that's what Tennessee is this year. It's all the attention on Tennessee. So, you know, Arkansas Arkansas is just doing what they're supposed to be
0: doing. Their two series here are at home against Vanderbilt, which is big for both of those clubs, Vanderbilt and uh, Arkansas. And then they go to Alabama. So I think that they are pretty much a lock in the top eight. I would not, I'd be very surprised if they don't get a host at this point. Uh, Moving to our number four, we got Oklahoma State 34 and 13, uh, 13 and 5, number three in the RPI, number four in the CWS poll. They bang the ball around the yard a little bit. They got a little bit of pitching. They have some dudes. I don't know if they have enough, but there's nobody else really to put in the resume app for. So I got a question. If we
2: take out that Texas sweep at home, where are we really valuing Oklahoma State? Because, I mean, I don't think they're that good. I know that they're very deep at hitting the ball, and their ballpark is a tough place to play. But when I look up and down their schedule, there's really nothing that jumps out to me outside of that Texas series.
0: Agree. I mean, they get Texas Tech at home this week, so that'll be big for both of those teams again. Um, But they got swept at home by Gonzaga. Like, Gonzaga's a great team. I like them. I think that they should be in there. But Oklahoma State, I don't see an impressive resume for me looking at them overall.
2: I know. And it's a far, far cry from that opening Vanderbilt series that they had, too. And they get to play tech at home, and I feel like that almost kind of discredits them just because tech has been so bad away from home. I think they're under five hundred. So it almost kind of discredits where Oklahoma State is. I mean, a lot of their non conference schedule, when you look over it, it's it's really not that impressive at all. They played at Arizona State, they played Wright State, which you know is a tournament team, but they're not, you know, the Houston, you know, Shriners classic that Texas and Tennessee played in. They're not the Round Rock class that, that Arkansas played in. So there's really nothing here that kind of leads me to believe that they're going to be a team that even makes a super regional. But you almost have to put them there just because of the body of work from the Big 12. They're they they're kind of the best of the world, in my opinion, with the Big 12, because the Big 12 I don't think is very strong this year.
1: Yeah, I think with them it's more of a – they've kind of, you know, quote-unquote done what they're supposed to do. You know, you look at the conference record, they're 13-5. and five. Sure, I, I think the only team they swept may have been Kansas. Um, you know, taking two out of three, or a, outside of Texas, um, when, the, when they swept Texas. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, you know, like Mark said, who do you bump above them? Like you look at their high RPI, their the record is solid. Their conference record is very solid. You know, it's one of those teams where they're going to be there. Do you have faith in them? That's a different question. But body of work, do they deserve to be a lock right now? I think the answer is yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know we always talk about, you know, passing the eye test and seeing teams in person. I think that they're the complete opposite. They have, you know, the stats, they have the record when you just look at them on paper, but they don't have the eye test in my opinion. And if I'm taking one of these top four teams to not make it out of this regional, it is a really, really big gap between Oklahoma State and Arkansas. It's almost as big as as Arkansas, Oregon State.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, But then, now as we go down the next list, so we got Miami, 35-12, and and 17-7 conference, number seven in the RPI, number six in our CWS poll. I think Miami did a lot of their work early in the ACC season. They have kind of just held pace at that point. I think that they have a high school stadium, and they're playing in a teeny little ballpark that's not a lot of fun, doesn't bring a lot of excitement. But them hosting there makes a big difference for Miami, too.
2: Yeah, and, and the, they kind of got a little lucky. They played Clemson down. They played North Carolina when they were down, and they they they're kind of another team where you almost just pencil them in because they're at the top of the ACC. And I know that they lost that Virginia Tech series. That might come back to bite them in terms of you know head to heads. But they are in first in their division, and you almost if you win, you know the ACC or the SEC division wise, you almost have to be a, a seed.
1: Yeah. yeah, and you know they did stop a Virginia team that was incredibly hot just right in their tracks. They they won that series when Virginia was arguably the hottest team in the country. Um yep. You know, so they have played some really, really good baseball. Um okay. yeah, I, I don't think their pitching has been as good as we think it could be, but the offense has been dominant enough to carry them for long stretches. So I I, I can't see them again, falling out of the hosting, even if they do struggle, because I don't think they're going to give up the ACC lead.
0: Yeah, it's kind of tricky here for me because I agree. Their pitching hasn't been as good, but their offense has been a lot better than projected. They've scored a lot more runs, Uh, but they do have, they're at Florida State this week, and then they have Notre Dame at home to finish before the ACC tournament. That's not any gimme's. Those are from pretty tough games there. I mean, going down and beating Parker Messick is never easy. So it'll really come down to these last two series for them to see if they're top eight seed Uh, but we'll revisit that here in a couple weeks. Yeah.
2: And that Florida state series, that's, that's a series that Florida state needs too. So they almost need that series just to kind of stay in the hunt. Like they're in that big log jam of ACC teams.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that it's more important for Florida state than it will be for Miami, but Miami wants it to keep staying in the top eight, I believe. Um, number six, we have LSU. Now we have them probably a lot higher than a lot of people do. Um, but. AJ and I agree that offense is really tough. They're thirty-two and fifteen. They have a fourteen and ten conference record in the SEC, seventeen in the RPI, fifteen in this College World Series poll that we do. Um, the biggest thing is that they get home against Ole Miss and at Vandy to end their season. Four and two there should put them in the top eight, I think.
1: Yeah, and really, I think we we're not trying to really pick where who we think we should be in. We're trying to evaluate where we think the committee is going to put teams. And like Jake mentioned earlier, SEC teams just get a boost when it comes to hosting. And there are certain teams that just historically have gotten boosts. And LSU is one of those teams. If they finish hot, they're going to jump, you know, from arguably a two seed to where they could be put right now. You know, I think most places have around like a 12 or a 14 seed. If they finish hot, which I think they are going to do against that schedule. We're going to see them hosting a super.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is I remember at the very, very beginning of the year, they had those Auburn and A&M series loss in two of their first three. Those have turned into really, really great series losses. I know you never want to lose, but the AM that lost that series at Alex Box to kind of open SEC play is a completely different a team. And it's almost like you can forget about that loss. Whereas I mentioned to Alex before, is it's almost a loss that is going to hold them back. But yeah, I think going on the stretch, the only thing is that Vandy series is going to be a really, really tough one. It's going to be, I think, for Vandy to host and then LSU to be a super regional host. But yeah, the committee is going to really like having a series at Alex Box. It's almost like they need an excuse to put something there. Like it's it's one of the cathedrals.
0: Yeah, fully agree there. Uh, Going to a little bit of a surprise team, but was surprised by everybody but Jake. Uh, Virginia Tech. 33 and 10, 14 and eight in the conference, eight in the RPI, three in the college world series poll. They've really beat every team that anybody's put in front of them. And they've competed in every weekend series here in the ACC. They have more offense than I thought they would have. They've really done more than I thought that they could do this season. I didn't think that they were going to be this high. Yeah. I mean, I think we all
1: thought they'd be good teams. Um I think we all thought, you know, they'd be a good team, but I think like Virginia, we thought they'd be a tournament team, but like a two, maybe a high three seed, um, you know, could pop their head in the top 25 once or twice throughout the year, but they have completely, um, you know, turned it on and surprised a lot of people. Um, so very impressive to watch. I'll let Jake take it away and kind of <laughs> be a fan here for a second. Yeah. I
2: was going to say, this was my my sleeper pick from the very beginning of the year. Uh, this is one of the teams that I've gone to see, they look really, really good in person. They have power up and down the lineup. They go about seven deep. They have two frontline starters and they have a couple of bullpen guys that seem to shove it. Um, They really have, other than that Georgia State or Georgia Tech series kind kind of open ACC play, they've rolled through the ACC. The only thing that I'm kind of mad about with them is I felt like we got cheated as fans with that Notre Dame-Virginia Tech series because both Notre Dame and Virginia Tech are right in the thick of it in the ACC and those two games kind of going either way is, is kind of you know the thing that but this is a historic season for Virginia Tech that is the one thing too that I think is, I'm kind of overlooking too is just this isn't a team that has a lot of College World Series success even a lot of postseason success they seem to be breaking records almost every weekend and I mean, I, I don't think there's ever been a, a regional host for Blackbirds, let alone a super regional host. So it, this is going to be another thing kind of with the the Cor Wallace, where it's going to be a tough place to play if you're an opposing fan, you know, maybe a Arizona or UCLA that's got to go east. That's going to be a tough place to try and get to as a fan, which I think is going to play into their favor too as well.
0: Yeah. For...
1: How much do you think that pressure might impact them about, you know, first time in a while for that program? They haven't been in the spot before. Coaching staff hasn't been in that spot before. Do you think that's gonna creep up towards the end of the year of oh, we might be a super host? Or what's your thought? So
2: that's that? the only thing that kind of worries me is they almost kind of remind me of AM, where they just hit the ball so well and they are punching above their weight class. Is it because these guys, you know, put in the work in the off season, having standout years, or are they just kind of getting, you know, the balls that fall? You know, are they, they kind of seeing the pitches a little bit bigger? So that's the other thing too, is you know, Messick and Derpy, they're going to go out shove. But, you know, with these bats, the bats do go cold from time to time. And you blink and you're out of the series. That—that That is the only thing that scares me, is they really have been so good. And they are a truly kind of a younger team as well, that that would be something to look out for.
0: And they get Louisville and Duke for their last two ACC series here. Uh, yes, I agree that we were cheated out of the Notre Dame series there. And uh, speaking of being cheated out of the Notre Dame series, Notre Dame, number eight. 28-10, uh, and 13-8 in conference, 11 in the RPI, 13 in the College World Series poll. I believe Notre Dame has kind of been one of the slide-in sleeper teams that nobody has really paid attention to. They've only played 38 games. They have kind of a softer non-conference schedule. They don't really do anything great, but they're a good team. They don't do any offensive stat great. They don't do any pitching stat great. Uh, AJ, what do you have for that Notre Dame team?
1: I mean, I, I think it's a team that has completely changed their identity from last year. You know, last year they had Nico Cavadas who had just hit tanks and was kind of on the national scene in the home run race. Now, now they don't have that guy. The offense isn't overpowering. They don't have anyone near the top in any ACC categories in hitting. But it's just a solid team that relies on pitching and defense. And that's, you know, when you're playing up in South Bend, you need to be able to field the ball. And you need to be able to pitch. Um, you're not going to hit home runs and home runs and home runs um, unless you have those just tanks like they had last year. So they've adapted well. And I think because it's not as flashy, they've flown under the radar, but still a very, very good schedule, very, very good record against that schedule. Um, again, you look at the 28 wins and they've had a couple of games canceled. Um, I think it was a series against Pitt, um, the two games against Virginia tech, like there have been games that you know could have gone either way. Um, but when they're not played, you don't know. So I think that's another reason they haven't been up as much because you know, if you look up in their thirty five and ten, well then they're right there with, you know, Oklahoma State for that four spot. Yeah. But I think it's just a different style too. Just
2: to clarify too, that was the uh the NC state. They I think they missed the Saturday game, so only played two. That's right. They have Pitt yeah. this weekend. Pitt. That's what it is. That's right.
0: But yeah, they got Pitt and then after finished out.
2: Yeah. Pitt and Clemson got canceled both anti- That's
0: what I was
2: thinking of. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Pitt's another one that's been a surprise, too. So there's really no guarantee that they're even going to win this one. But they're almost like anti-Oklahoma State, where I feel like they're the team that everybody likes to point to and say they're overrated, you know. But I think they are kind of better than a lot of people give them credit for. I mean, any team in the ACC that's near the top is, is going to be a t- tournament team. And I think people almost treat them like they're not even a tournament team or – there are two that you really really want to see but i i think they are there are a little better than they lead on and, and aj just to kind of clarify too i'm not sure a team that wears you know shiny gold helmets can be under the radar in any sense of the word but well, they when really it's cloudy it kind of can't be nearly as
1: flashy team. than when you're in the sun
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah they wear green like pajama pants too but yeah i think yeah, I... they're a lot better team and they're definitely not a one seed that I would want to see. Like if I'm, you know, no. looking down at, in a regional at all, I, I don't want to see Notre Dame.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those teams where, you know, it feels like we don't talk about them until the end of the year. And then, you know, when they go and play a super at Mississippi state, they do more than hold their own in that environment. It's no one wants to play Notre Dame in the postseason. They might not be considered an elite baseball program, but they're not too shabby at all.
2: They yep. work for Texas really well, too. I know Kevin Biggio went to, to Notre Dame, the MLB guy. So they, they really are just really Catholic boys from all over the, the place.
0: We all know my feelings on Notre Dame. <laughs> and uh, so I'm not going to talk too much on it, but they have Pitt at home and then at Miami to end out here. Uh, we'll see if they stay in the top eight. Number nine Jake's uh, favorite here Texas AM. 30 and 16, 14 and 10. They're 24 in the RPI, they're 10 in the College World Series poll. I think that they have done a lot to get better here and they have been a lot better of a team than people thought. And coming out of the sec this year, you know, we're going to have to see what happens.
2: Yeah. I think they have the best collection of wins over the last month to kind of shoot up, but at the same time, they also have some of the worst losses I think of any team that's hosting and Slosh has them in position. So we as Aggie fans really just need to enjoy this as gravy. I know my predictions were, we're going to be happy if we make Hoover, let alone host. They are another team, too, with Virginia Tech, where they really, they don't pitch very well. They don't field very well. They just kind of get timely hitting. Like, I think they lead, actually lead the SEC in batting average. So that'll be something, too. I know that they're a lot older team, and they have a lot of transfers, you know, with Kaler and, and Dylan Rock and everything. But cool. it'll be really interesting that if, yeah, Claunch is another one, where if their experience is kind of taking over, and they're like, we got this, you know, one last ride type thing, or if they're going to fold under the pressure and just kind of fizzle out there at the end. And that's another one, too. I think that they're actually, with right now, the way that their schedule is lining up, you know, they have Ole Miss and Mississippi State down the stretch. I mean, I know it's AM and and they are notorious for uh, playing down to competition. Like, I mean, in football, we lost to Mississippi State and then beat Bama. So they're notorious as a you know school for playing down. But, I mean, if you win two of the next three in each of these two series, maybe even sweep, uh, a reeling Mississippi State team—that's going to be a hard team to keep out of the top eight, just because of the body of work that they have in the last month at Georgia, Arkansas, all of them back to back to back, and then and then Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt, which I, I think Vanderbilt's going to be another sneaky team that's going to be right there in the mix of it there at the end. Yeah, I mean, but A&M, again, they lost—they lost to lost Penn too, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think A M is the definition of a team that can beat anybody and can lose to anybody, so. You, know, you look at body of work, definitely a surprise team this year for a lot of people, um, probably even more so than Virginia Tech because we've seen Virginia Tech get hot a little bit, but we all knew Texas a was building momentum, but that being here this year is ahead of schedule. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how they finish and how they look in a knockout environment. Um, but that offense, you know, it doesn't matter where they play, the batting averages travel the pitching is the real question um if it can hold up but you know I, I think we're looking at unless they collapse I think we're looking at a host um but they have to finish pretty solidly to secure that
0: yep and uh Yeski you know he's been a pitching coach and he's p- pitched pitching coach in big games before he's got that staff working good enough again Mississippi State and Ole Miss you got to beat those teams up if you want to make the make the case to be a host here um, yeah
2: the, the era is a little bit inflamed too just because i think that the fielding percentage i think it's believe it or not worse than lsu's and everybody's been giving lsu a lot of crap for it so they they are kind of taxing their bullpen and, and overusing it so i mean i know that we like to say you know the bats can go cold and they can get out but some sort of that is i mean they can figure out this fielding thing and their pitching just gets slashed in half and they have you know twice the arms i think they have about two and a half good pitchers, which I don't think is enough in a regional. But again, they hit to kind of make up for that.
1: Yeah, I think it's two starters and one reliever that y'all can throw out there and just think can hold their own and be consistent or give you a chance. Micah Dallas, I know he had an off weekend last weekend, but he's been pretty good for y'all this year. Um, so, you know, it's... But outside of that, it's and not a lot of it. depth there. I mean, there. I'm
2: really not... He reminds me a lot of Cole Gordon. I know I hated on him Cole Gordon a couple weeks ago, but that's that's kind of who Memphis reminds me of.
0: All right. And uh, looking down the list here now, number ten, Virginia, team that a lot of people had in the top eight. Uh thirty four and 12, 14 and ten in conference, fourteen in the RPI, eight in the College World Series poll. I think that with them playing at Louisville or at or home against Clemson and then at Louisville, these are two series that they gotta win, especially the Louisville one is really the testament to see Which of those teams is going to stay in the top 16? I believe. Yeah, it's amazing a
1: team that started out so hot is holding on. Um, you know, we're kind of looking at them for for a while. It was them in Tennessee. You know, one and two. Uh, I think Oklahoma. I think Oregon State was a little bit under the radar for most people then, just because Virginia flew onto the scene so hot. But it was, you know, they've been kind of. Not struggling, but not being consistent down the stretch like they were at the beginning of the year. So yeah. we will, you know, they've put themselves in a in a good position. I think if you would have told them at the beginning of the year, if you win your last two series, you're a regional host, they would have absolutely taken that. Um, but if you would have put that in the middle of the year, of hey, you got to win your last two series, they want to be the one seed. So they've stumbled. Um, they need to finish strong. But you know, it's a good team. Yeah. I, I have faith that they're going to hold on to it. They might not be the 10.
0: They might be a 14 or something like that. But They've been a little struggling since that Miami series. Like we said, after that Miami series loss, they've kind of stumbled down the stretch here. This is a couple get right series against Clemson and Louisville. Uh, good ball clubs, but they got to win, you know, four of those six games, I think. Yeah. And I think they
2: were the last undefeated team to other, because I think Tennessee lost pretty early, but, I mean, they have Omaha experience. So it's almost like the Warriors, where they know as long as they get in the tournament, you know, they're going to get hot at the right time. I know they have been kind of reeling and and slumping late, but they're one of those teams, too, where you really, I would rather almost play Miami than play them.
0: Speaking of Louisville, number 11, 33, 13, and and 1, 15, 8, and 1 in conference. So they are right there with Miami in the conference. They're 13 in the RPI and 12 in the College World Series poll. They play at Virginia Tech and then at home against Virginia. These are some tough series to see if they can hold on to a 16 seed. I know that we had them as needing work here. I think that they have to win one of those two series to be able to host. Yeah,
1: I think they have. Absolutely. I I think there's going to be a lot of mobility behind them, a lot of pressure for those spots. Um, You know, I, I see Louisville as a team that dominates at home and struggles on the road. So they want to play as much postseason baseball at home as possible. So they're they're going to look to you know try to sweep at home and then win the road series to try to give them a shot at the eight seed because they need it. You know they're twenty five and five at home. Away from home, they're eight eight and one. Yeah. So it's not ideal for them. And especially if they drop out, if they struggle at home, and then they're at two seed somewhere, that could just be almost an unfathomable collapse from where they were three weeks ago agreed
2: yeah just so I pull up their schedule i want to know who had notre dame number one because on their schedule it has them that they swept number one notre dame didn't baseball so that, kind of was, that was well.
1: baseball america
2: <laughs> it's can't be anybody reputable yeah they're <laughs> one of those teams yeah they're terrible Wait, like notre dame was number one were they yeah yeah they,
1: they they lost to Delaware and baseball America moved them up from number two to number one.
2: I do remember that they played in that Florida series. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So- yeah. They have a Virginia tech and Virginia in front of them. I think they're going to need to win one of those two, but I mean, realistically Virginia tech's not a very good place to play. And Virginia is a, a tough team to go in and beat, especially, you know, when they need these wins too. So, I think of, of all the you know the 16 teams, the one likely to kind of fall out, I think this is going to be the one that I put money on. But the flip side of that is if they take two of three in these back-to-back series, they could kind of sneak into that national range. They really yep. do kind of control their own destiny down the stretch here of you know, staying at a 16, jumping in, jumping out. I know they have Eastern Kentucky in a midweek, so almost throw that one away just because you know, it's sandwiched between two teams. But yeah, I think if you're Louisville, them and Texas Tech are the two teams where I'm like, yeah, if they're at the road, I'm really not fearing them. If they're at home, that's a completely different story. Speaking gonna, of,
0: oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was going to bring up Texas Tech as the team who I think's most likely to fall out of these kind of work to do teams. Yeah. You know, because they finish not just to here, Mark, but they finish at Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma. So yeah, not yeah, easy stretches.
0: They are, they are our 12 seed, um, 32 and 16. Eleven and seven. They are the worst RPI team that we have in at forty-seven, uh, and they're number eleven in our poll. I think because the pollsters have them so high that people are giving them a little bit of love. I agree. I think that they're the team that has to do the most work. I think that they have to win both those series at least to get to be able to host here, and they got to win them convincingly because they are very bad on the road. And if they don't get a host, that's a that's not a great two seed. Yeah, and that RPI yeah, hurts them badly. I
2: almost want. Okay. Oh,
1: their, their IPI RPI is going to hurt them badly if they lose one of these series. Yeah. It's just not going to be. I mean, especially if they lose at home, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna fall out. They're gonna be a a two seed somewhere, and that person's not gonna like when the Red Raiders show up. But it's you know for some of the two seeds that we're gonna have, Texas Tech on the road is not going to be the most dangerous two
0: seed. Agreed agreed
2: no and, and i almost think they need to win games in arlington for the big 12 championship to even be in contention here because they really have a super weak non-conference schedule i know that auburn has kind of played up a little bit but the flip side of that is Arizona's played way way down and that loss is starting to look worse and worse as the weeks kind of wear on and that grand canyon loss that's kind of one of the outside of that texas series that's one of the few times i've actually watched texas tech and they so they're 10 and 9 on the road but they're two and four in neutral sites So, yeah, they're a completely, completely different team at home versus on the road. And, you know, I know that they have a lot of offense, they're pretty arrogant with Texas and stuff like that, but I don't know why, but Texas always seems to have stuff fall their way. And I could totally see Tech falling out and Texas sliding in and taking their spot, if I'm being honest with you. I know Texas is really, really far out of it. They could even be a three seed, but I could totally see Tech losing these. I could see them getting swept at Oklahoma State because they're bad on the road. And I could see them undervaluing Oklahoma and losing two of three there. Because yeah, they I really are kind of due for a home, home loss because they've been we, so good.
0: We all agree that if they don't win these two series, they're probably out. Um, and that's not good for them. Even if they'd have to go through and win the whole Big 12 tournament, even then they'd be right on the outside. They'd probably get a 16 at that point. Um, Yeah, there's the
2: Big 12, that's turning into a a tournament really, really quickly where a lot of teams are playing into it. Texas has a lot to prove there. OU has a lot to prove there. TCU Tech. It seems like everybody outside of Oklahoma State is really going to be gunning to win that and get those big RPI jumps.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, As we look down now, another team that's heading into their postseason run is Stanford, 13. Uh, 29 and 14. They got a 15 and nine overall. They're three games behind Oregon State in the pack. 28 in the RPI. Number seven in the College World Series poll. Uh, they play at Utah and at home against USC's. Um, couple lower tier teams here in the pack. They have an outside chance of winning the Pac-12 if they can sweep both those series. Uh, with Oregon State going to Arizona this week and then at home against UCLA. Stanford's been playing great ball the second half of the season ever since the Oregon State Series. They have figured themselves out. They look a lot more like the team that they were in Omaha last year. What do you think, AJ?
1: I mean, I think they're looking to finish 5-1 and one or 6-0 and oh and lock up that spot. I think they, they have, they're a team where if they lose one of those series, they're out just because they shouldn't lose one of those series. But they have no business losing either one of those series. So... I, for the, you know, kind of fringe teams that are, I'm more comfortable with. I'm more comfortable with Stanford hanging around and being, you know, a 13, 12, or 11. I don't think yeah. there's much upward mobility unless they do. You know, catch Oregon State and win the Pac-12, just because they're going to get that little boost from winning the Pac-12. Yeah, but who knows? Yeah, that's
0: the only way I think that they get in the top eight is if they sweep. Oregon State goes three and three because Stanford does have the tiebreaker. So they'd be tied and win the conference. And then if they went on and won the conference tournament also, I think that is another way that they can do it if they go 5-1 and one down the stretch here. Um, I think that they have the easiest schedule going forward of any of the 16 seeds that we have left.
2: Yeah, but they did lose to Washington earlier in the year. So this really isn't a consistent team by any stretch of the imagination. They, they really kind of do have an identity crisis. And they're another one of those teams where I think you almost pencil them in because it's Stanford and you almost need that second West Coast team with the way UCLA and kind of Arizona have fallen off. But, I mean, if they win the Pac-12, there's no reason that they shouldn't be a top 16 seed. They really do have a lot to prove in that new tournament, I think a lot more than Oregon State. So that'll be another interesting thing, too, is, you know, they'll get these RPI boosts because, you know, the Pac-12, I think, still kind of gets the ratings boost because there's no really good West Coast teams. Outside of Oregon State, obviously, Mark, but that'll be really interesting to see kind of how, you know, the tournament committee takes, you know, Hoover and Pac-12 tournament, stuff like that, where a lot of teams have a lot to prove.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Uh, As we look down the next team, I think one that really surprised, again, a lot like the Texas A&M is Auburn, 32 and 16. Their conference record isn't as good at the 13 and 11, uh, but their RPI is 10. They played a lot of good non-conference. They're 23 in the College World Series poll. They, my thing is that Auburn plays Alabama and at Kentucky to end the season. Those are not good for their RPI. Um, but if they can go out and they can win five of six of those games, uh, I think that they've put themselves in a good enough spot where they can win you know, a couple games at Hoover and they put themselves in the top 16.
1: Yeah, I think if you look yeah, at Auburn finishes with the 18-12 and 12 SEC schedule, um, you know, 38 wins, 37 wins, whatever they'll end up at. That That's, as long as they don't collapse in the SEC tournament, they should still be in there. If they struggle, if they finish three and three or s- split the series, whatever, then they might slip out just because they don't have, you know, the rankings and the polls. But it's it's a team that deserves to be in consideration for sure. Um, and as of right now, they've played their way in. They could play their way out. Other teams could play their way in front of them. But yeah, agreed.
0: agreed.
2: Yeah, and they really do have an outside shot, too, in the West um, to, to even win the West with how favorable their schedule is in, in Arkansas and a and a- notoriously for choking, in Arkansas, playing a little bit tougher of a schedule there. So, I mean, if they're, you know, the number one team in the West, there's no reason that they shouldn't be a top 16 team. And I think that's going to play into it, too, is the committee's going to look at it and be like, well, you know, Auburn, you know, they lost series at Arkansas, you know, they lost series at Tennessee. But the flip side of that is they're the number one team in the West that won the West, pencil them in here.
0: I agree. I agree. I think that they have done enough, um, but they still need to, to take these two series for real, go down and win five of six, and then I think they put themselves in a spot to host. I get the feel good story for Auburn this year and SEC. I've been screaming for them since, you know, week three, and people are like, oh, they're not to." I'm like, look how they play these non conference opponents. They have good enough talent. They hit the ball around the yard, they have good enough pitching. So we'll they were my see. underdog team coming into
1: the year. of – you know it was a lot of relying on transfers unknown quantity people were high on AM. and I was like don't like auburn is you know just because it's a lot of names you don't recognize yet doesn't mean it's not a good team yeah. um, and they've been a very good team so
0: yep well coached they play together yeah i, I
2: so, think study okay. too, as i think the story of college baseball i don't think anybody saw a stanford transfer um, you know leading the country in ops this late in the season yeah. So, I mean, they really are a good feel-good story. And I think they almost have to get the AM treatment where, you know, everything that they have at this point is gravy, hosting regionals gravy, that they really are one of the better stories in college baseball this year.
0: And as we look, like you said, West Coast teams, uh, we have Gonzaga at 15, uh, 29 and 13 record. They are 15 and 6 in the conference, 26 in the RPI, 14 in CWS Poll. They have played a very good non-conference schedule, they've played people very tough. They've beaten Oregon State. Uh, They went down and beat Oklahoma State. They've done the job that we asked mid majors to do, which is go play people on the road and play these top tier teams and beat them. And they've shown that they can. They bang the ball around the yard. What else do they need to do, AJ? Do you think to keep holding on to a top sixteen? I think they probably need to win out, just because there's the
1: stigma against mid major teams, especially West Coast teams. You know, I could see if Gonzaga, you know, even goes four and two. To finish the year, they'll get kind of the UConn treatment of, oh, you're a good team, but you just don't really play anybody in your conference. You don't, you know, you, we're going to put you as a two seed somewhere and you're going to stay West Coast. You're going to stay wherever, but you you don't get the host. So I, I think they need to almost be dominant down the stretch and prove to people who are just now starting to pay attention to them yeah. um, that they are actually one of the top 16 teams in the country.
0: And they got Santa Clara and then at San Diego to end out the season. Uh, those were two good ball clubs. San Diego just beat Oregon this week. Santa Clara's good. I think that those are good enough to give them, if they sweep, like you said, I think that that should be enough work to put them in before the WCC tournament.
2: So do they have the capacity to host? I know that there's a couple rules there. there. I'm not really familiar with Spokane, but is there you know another place that they could play this series? That's really the only thing I think is you know the NCAA not wanting to host at a 1500 capacity stadium.
0: It's tough. They could, uh, they can host, they have a minor league stadium up there. My question would be whether the NCAA really wants to send people up there. with questionable weather. Now it should be getting better here the next few weeks, but it is still up there way up in the Northeast of Washington. It's going to be cold, um, at least on the Eastern side of Washington. So we'll see. I think that they, I think technically they do have enough to where they can host, I believe is in a regional.
2: So it'll be interesting to kind of how them and Texas State, because I almost think Southern Method is, is a lot too, unless, you know, they historically collapse, but it'll be really interesting is I think they're almost kind of looking for that second mid major, as well as, you know, another West Coast teams. That way it's not so isolated in the Southeast too. I think that's kind of playing into their, their part too, with, you know, UCLA, Arizona State, Arizona, all those teams being down, even Oregon to some extent. I think that's really playing into their hand for Gonzaga to be able to host.
1: And I think that's exactly what Mark and I were agreeing upon when we were trying to come up with these was like, the committee is going to want another West coast team. They don't just want to have Oregon state sitting out by themselves and then everyone else playing down in the Southeast or Texas or East coast. They're going to want it to be national and Gonzaga has done everything they should to lock down that spot. Um, you know, if they do struggle, that opens the door for a couple other teams. But you know, as of right now, they're they deserve one. As of now, you know, if they go 0-6 to finish out, they do not deserve one. But yeah. we shall see. Yeah.
0: I think we agree there uh, with all the other teams on the West Coast struggling. UCLA getting swept by Washington this week really put Gonzaga in a place where they have a chance now. Um, another mid-major that we talked about that I've been very high on and I've said many high things about them. Southern Miss 36 and 12, 18 and 6 in conference. They're 15 in the RPI. They're nine in the College World Series poll. They've beat the Mississippi schools. They've done again everything that we've asked the mid-major to do. They go on the road. They play these tough games. They win at home. Looking at their stats, too, they can pitch. They're not just a team that's going to go around and bang the ball out of their yard because it's a small ballpark. They have very good pitching. Uh for them down the stretcher, they got UTSA and middle at middle Tennessee. I don't think that those really matter other than they need to win those series.
2: UTSA is kind of a fringe tournament team. So that's going to give them, I think, another boost to the RPI. I went and saw UTSA this weekend. They really didn't impress me very much at all. Um, And I know the flip side of this is Southern Miss is kind of a mid-major too, but they have the fan support and the capacity, I think, to host. They get electric there at their stadium. So they're almost really not a mid-major in the sense that their fan exposure is almost like they're a power five team for this baseball. And I think they are the far and away mid-major team that's going to host. They've shown it all year. They beat basically everybody that's been in front of them. They're the kings of Mississippi. I mean, I know Mississippi's down as a state this year, but I think that you almost have to have one Mississippi team host.
1: Yeah, I mean, I very much agree. If there's, a, if there's a mid-major team, you don't have a question about being able to host. It'd be Southern Miss. They have the capacity. They have the fans who would fill the stadium. The NCAA would have no questions about sending a regional down there. You know, the question is, I, I think they have done everything they need to do. But the couple teams we have listed behind them, you know, if Southern Miss loses, you know, say they win the series but go two out of three each time. You know, does that open the door for someone? that we have currently looking on the out, looking from the outside in? Does that open the door for them to hop in?
0: Yeah, I mean, speaking of the bubble teams, we're right there. The two teams we list next are probably the two that have the best chance of moving up. Uh, let's start with Georgia. So they are not in our top sixteen right now. They are a bubble team looking to try to take that one. Uh, what do we got? got a question from Joel. I saw this four and one. Ole Miss leads than Miss right now in the yeah, ninth two. Yeah, we, we saw that one. Uh, we're hoping that they could pull it out at home, but Ole Miss is trying to make a stretch that run here. I don't. They're trying to get in the tournament. So this, oh, that game Ole, matters more for Ole Miss than it does for Southern Miss. Yeah.
1: Ole Miss is trying to get in Hoover. That's what they're trying to do. So they're just trying to play good baseball. <coughs> That's what you're looking at the bottom of the SEC right now is a lot of teams trying to play good baseball to build some momentum to finish strong and get in and make some noise there. They're not thinking hosting anything. They're trying to build momentum yeah yeah Just and that, that
2: still is an sec and too so you almost kind of give them a pass when they lose some of these midweek games i know that they're you know hosting and we got to you know hold them to a standard but you know this is a midweek game against the power five opponent
0: yeah and like you said they got utsa coming up this weekend too they're probably looking forward trying to keep keep ahead and win the conference so uh speaking of georgia though so georgia on the bubble 32 and 16 13 and 11 in conference uh which is like the same as auburn Auburn just had a little bit better of a non-conference resume. Georgia is nine in the RPI, 25 in the College World Series poll. Georgia plays at Tennessee, which hurts them, and then at home against Missouri, which doesn't help them. Uh, what do you think they got to do, AJ? What do they got to do to get in?
1: I mean, to get in, they, they need help. I think they're also on the downside because there's always momentum for Vanderbilt <laughs> to host and dropping that series at home to Vandy. You know, Vandy's now ranked again. And I think Georgia was, you know, they fell out of the rankings because Vandy bumped them out. Um, but if they can go and take a game at Tennessee and sweet Missouri, I put, think that puts them in a good spot, especially if they create some noise in Hoover. Um, if they go and they win the series at Tennessee, that will immediately vault them back up into this conversation and probably have them hosting in some projections immediately.
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of out of their control. They need to have the people behind them kind of play down, get cold, because I don't I don't really see them as a team that beats Tennessee, especially after Kentucky. And even then, I think if they beat Tennessee, it's almost that Tennessee's cold, not that Georgia's hot. I mean, they really have been struggling Georgia down the stretch here at the last month. They had plenty of chances, I think, to kind of play their way in to hosting. And it, it seems like they've just done the opposite and kind of gone in the wrong direction. But they're going to be very, very dangerous, too, I think. They're going to be a, a team that makes a lot of noise. They could probably match up with an ACC team, maybe like a Notre Dame. And they're going to be a team that I think should host in a, a lot of years. I know they did have that injury pitching bug a, a little bit earlier year when they had that AM series. So it's almost like there's an asterisk there with that AM series. But I don't anticipate them seeing Tennessee. And, you know, beating Missouri at home really doesn't do anything for them at all.
0: Yeah. I think that, I mean, like I said, their RPI lines up tough here down the stretch. They'd have to win at least one game against Tennessee for me to put them in. I don't see that happening. I see Tennessee trying to get right before the tournament. Um, but like we said, speaking of the next team, we talked about Vandy. Vanderbilt is 31-15, and 12-12 in conference, which is where they're really being held down as their conference record. But their RPI is 4, uh, and they are 24 in the polls. They're trying to work their way back in. They play Arkansas at home and at U. If they win those two series, there's no way anybody can hold them out, I think, of the top 16.
1: I think part of that's just them being Vanderbilt. And the committee is going to want to have postseason ball at Vandy because it's Vandy. You know, they're going to want to talk about the Whistler. They're going to want to do all these things. You know, we talk about prejudice and bias towards certain teams. Vandy is definitely a team that benefits from that. Um, So, you know, my bold prediction was they don't host. If, our, if they drop either series to Arkansas or LSU, they won't. But if they win both of those series, it's looking like they'll slide back up. You know, we've already seen rankings kind of start to position themselves to, oh, if they finish with 17 wins in the SEC, they deserve a host. It's probably over a Georgia team that might finish higher. So it's they might find themselves there. Is it the same Vanderbilt team that we normally see challenging for national titles and pushing for one of the best teams in the country. No, it's not. They haven't been that team. The talent's still there, but they haven't played like it. You know, they can, they remind me of Texas. The talent is there, but for some reason stuff just doesn't click. Yeah. So could be there.
2: Yeah. And I, I think that South Carolina series too, is going to kind of bite them in the butt or it should, if it was anybody other than Vanderbilt, they do really get that Texas treatment where it always seems to line up for them, even when they fail. And they're like, I think they're probably going to even get put in a favorable regional, even as a very, like, even as a two seed. But I think the NCAA wants to do everything that they can to get them in their little crappy ballpark. I I hate that place. I almost hate it worse than (laughs) Miami. It's terrible. It seems to be overhyped. And it always seems to be held on some kind of pedestal. And then I think, like, my high school stadium was honestly pretty much better than Vanderbilt's little ballpark. Um, I think they're going to win these next two series georgia's gonna get swept at tennessee i could totally see that and then them sneaking in as you know 13 14 kind of in that range getting a very very favorable fall too as well you know maybe or you know a mid hot mid-major there
1: and they make it wafford as a two seed blank like... in there
2: yeah which yeah which i think they already beat wafford twice and and they really didn't look that competitive but yeah um I don't really like this Vanderbilt team at all. They're not a very likable team. I I don't think Enrique Bradfield's playing up as as good as he did last year. I think there was a lot of talk about him being in the conversation for Golden Spikes, and they really have been. It's it's weird to say because they are, you know, ranked and on the fringe, but they've almost been a disappointing team. Not quite as bad as Mississippi State, but I feel like they are a disappointing team.
0: Yeah, I mean, they are. And speaking of disappointing teams, let's go fast here through our last six. Texas 34 and 17, 11 and 10 in the conference, putting them sixth place in the big 12. They're 16 in the RPI. They're 18 in a lot of polls. They're 18 in our poll. They got a sweep. I don't think that they have a chance. I think they're too far on the bubble, but they get the Texas treatment. So maybe if they sweep and make some noise in the big 12 tournament, uh, what do you think, AJ?
1: Yeah. I think if Texas was a West coast team, they'd be slotted in because they fill that geographical requirement, but you know, there's already a lot of good teams in Texas. There's Texas, Texas State, Texas A&M, Texas Tech. TCU's even going to be a tough two seed in there somewhere. You know, I I think Texas has dug themselves too deep of a hole. Yeah. And even with the Texas treatment, they'll, they'll get a favorable draw for a two seed. But I can't see them hopping in, you know, God forbid, unless there's chaos in front of them.
2: Which is what happened last year, how they got to be a three seed and, and win the Big Twelve was I think TCU lost to like Kansas State or somebody that they shouldn't have. They play Kansas this weekend and I think back a couple weeks ago when they just destroyed Baylor. And I could totally see them destroying Kansas, that leaving a lasting impact in a lot of people's minds. They go up, end up in the championship in the Big Twelve, maybe win it. I I just think that the committee is gonna look for everything in their power to get Texas to host. I think that they really do want an A&M Texas super regional and um, Texas State's going to be in their regional. So that's what I'm saying. Even if they're like a 15 or a 16, they're probably going to get as favorable of a draw as even Tennessee. I would go as far as to say that.
0: I agree. I think Texas has to finish. Uh, they have to probably be in the championship game of the Big 12 tournament for to get a host. Uh, they have Which played is very, very doable. I know that's that's
2: kind of a stretch to say that, you know, they can win. They have to win their conference to get in it. But this year it is very, very doable. Like, I I mean, law of averages, I I don't think Oklahoma State's going to beat them a fourth time. Um, I don't think Tech, they play Tech at home. So I don't think they are going to get tough Tech. And then Kansas State, I know that Kansas State beat them earlier in the year. Is that really, are we really going to bet Kansas State to beat Texas? Like I said, it's really kind of setting up, too, for the Longhorns to kind of go and get it down the
0: stretch, get hot. Next one here, we got UConn, <clears throat> 40 and 8 overall, 14 and 1 in conference, but their conference really doesn't matter. Uh, 35 in the RPI, 19 in the College World Series poll. I am not, a, I'm not on UConn. I don't think they should host. I think they should be a two seed. It's a very nice story for them. Congratulations, going 40 and 8 this season. That's all feel good. You're not a good enough team to where you should be a 16 seed host. Nobody should have to go up there and play that ballpark.
1: Yeah, I mean they've played one tournament team all year, and it was Louisville opening weekend, and you know, yes, you can only beat who's in front of you, you can only beat who's on your schedule, but also schedule better teams. Yeah, you know, it's not like this is UConn's first time being a good program. They're, you know, pretty consistently a tournament team, um, at the very least. So. Yeah, yeah and good. I mean
2: it, it'd be a different story if they were in the American Conference and they were playing all these teams yes. and you're like, "Oh, they won the Absolutely. American."
1: Absolutely. Or even the Big 10. Like say it was them Rutgers and Maryland battling out battling out up top. That's yeah. a completely different animal. But having your second best team in the conference be Creighton, not a good not a good conference.
0: Yeah. And you know, speaking of Big 10, we can go to Maryland right now. 37 and 10, 13 and 5 in conference, 22 in the RPI, 21 in a lot of polls. Again, I think they're just right on the outside there. I don't think the Big Ten really matters this year. And not taking it to the Big Ten, you know, being 13-5 to is not as great as we would like to see in a regional host there.
1: And they're still behind Rutgers in the standings, technically. I know Rutgers has a series on them. Um, Rutgers has played (laughs) one more series. Maryland won the series against Rutgers, so they hold the tiebreaker. But, you know, it's it's one of those deals where – Maryland is definitely a good ball club. I don't think anyone will debate that they're a good ball club. They're going to be a two seed, but they're going to be a two seed. It's not like they've had to battle top 25 Michigan. Nebraska's not been good. There are teams that have kind of let them down around them that hurt. Um, I don't think anybody wants to play Maryland, but no one should have to go play at Maryland for the postseason. I agree.
2: Yeah, and that Baylor series, too, looks a lot worse as the season's gone on. I remember that was one of the big stories early on, and it turns out Baylor is just not very good. The only reason that I could see them kind of hosting is I've seen on a couple projections where Rutgers and Iowa are both in. And I think if they win a three-team you know, team division that they should at least be able to host. But I just think there's so many better teams in front of them. And Maryland doesn't fit kind of a geographical slot either, because I don't think it's too far from, you know, Virginia or Virginia Tech. So there's going to be those two hosts there. That's kind of the only thing um, that I think is going to keep them is there's already so many teams in the south and they really aren't a Midwest team at all. They're more of a southern team. And I, I know that you said that's a, t- a tough two. If, if I'm looking down at some of these two seeds and, I, and I'm, you know formulating the perfect bracket, I think UConn and Maryland are two twos to actually want to see, you know, they really kind of have been on autopilot the last month, both those teams and their conferences. And like you said, Maryland hasn't played other than Rutgers this weekend and Rutgers is a great story, but you know, Rutgers isn't some historically great baseball friend. I know that Jersey has Mike Trout, but there's not a lot of good baseball players usually come out of New Jersey. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting, you know, when they're facing the Parker Masticks, the Jerpies, these frontline starters, how they fare because yep. they really haven't faced those guys in about a month or two.
0: And then uh, let's see, is there a team as you're talking conference tourney that can make a jump to host Texas, UCLA, anyone else that would greatly benefit? Uh, I think we all agree. Texas, Texas is the one, if they can win that conference tournament, that's going to be the best for them. I think UCLA has played their way out of it. Um, unless Stanford struggles down the series here. I think that they could only take that spot from Stanford, but I don't think UCLA has a chance now. They've kind of played their way out of being able to host.
2: And I think that log jam two of SEC teams of aM Auburn, Georgia, Vanderbilt, those kind of groups too have a lot to really prove in their conference tournaments as well.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And I think the team that, you know, if Stanford does struggle, it's going to jump up and get them, and get that spot, could be Santa Barbara.
0: Yeah, and like we have the UCSB, 33-11. and 11. 21-3 and three in conference, very good conference. 30 in the RPI hurts them, 22 in the polls. They kind of got a late start for people picking them and liking how they were playing baseball. The Gauchos are tough, but again, they're right on that borderline bubble where they have to win down the stretch here. Uh, they have three conference series left. I don't see them having enough, though. They don't play anybody. They play Dixie State, UC Riverside, and then at Bakersfield. I don't think it's enough to get them in. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I mean, and uh, you almost wish they would have been the team to go in and beat Mississippi State in that opening weekend instead of Long Beach <laughs> State because I think yeah. that they would have almost been on people's radars a lot sooner. I know that the Big West, we you know we love Cal Poly and we, we love Hawaii, but I think this is going to be a one-team league simply because Santa Barbara has just made the jump. And I know I've kind of been dogging on the mid-majors a lot today, but they are a mid-major team that I do not want to see as a two. They're going to be a very dangerous team. They travel really well. I mean, when you have to travel all over, they really are a great team going forward, and I think they're going to be my most dangerous mid-major. Them, Campbell, and Southern Miss are going to be my three where I don't want
0: to see them at all. I don't want them to come to Corvallis. I'm going to be yeah. straight up, up front. I do not want them to come to Corvallis. It's a very good baseball team. They're well-coached. They do the little things. They win baseball games.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I they've been so dominant in conference that I think they've turned their conference into a one bid league. You know, if they would have gone – I don't know if if they would have won 70% of their games in conference that leaves room for a Cal Poly to sneak in um, but they've just flat out dominated so there hasn't been much wiggle room for other teams and if those other teams beat themselves like they have been they're going to take themselves out of it and Big West is a good baseball conference but they don't get the benefit of the doubt like the ACC or the SEC or the you know Big 12 does um, so should do they deserve a shot and a, and a consideration, I think so. But with an RPI at 30, mid-major team, it's going to be very tough, especially with some other West Coast teams probably ahead of them in the pecking order.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they don't have to play a conference tournament either, so they really have wrapped up that seat. So they're one of those teams that are in it. They, they do, but again, I think almost playing Cal Poly again or somebody like that to benefit their RPI as opposed to adding Dixie State I think is really kind of going to hurt them a little bit too.
0: Yep. I agree down the stretch there. Uh, And then you got to go look here at another West coast team, grand Canyon university. Again, another mid major team that's done everything we've asked them. They've gone out and played teams of 33 and 16, 19 and five in conference. They are 34 in the RPI and they're unranked currently in a lot of polls. They have done everything we've asked them. They've gone and played their Arizona schools. They've played Oregon state. They went and played a bunch of teams in non-conference their conference is just not good enough to keep them in. I, I like what they're doing, but I don't think their conference is good enough. Yeah. They're,
1: they're going to be a team that you don't want to see pop up in your regional. Like it's, and they're probably going to be either in one of the Texas regionals or put out West as like a favorable two seed to them, or maybe even like the first three seed if they struggle and fall a little bit, but no one's going to want to see Grand Canyon as the three seed their regional. That <laughs> would be, That'd be like the opposite of the Vandy treatment.
0: Yeah, yeah. If they get a three seed, that's a very tough so, draw for whoever has that region.
2: Three. Are they a lock? You think? I know that they haven't played some of these Texas whack teams. They're going to play them in the tournament. Do you think if like a Sam Houston or a Lamar or somebody like that?
0: They're I mean, so I far say up, on
2: their... up on them because they really haven't played each other. Do you think they're, they're so one far of their... up on their side? Yeah, that they're I, locked. I so I that'll be a two bid yeah.
0: league. And they've, and they, like we said, they beat, they split with Corvallis. They split, they split up there with Oregon State. They beat Arizona in the season series. They split with Arizona. Like they beat Arizona State. They have a good enough resume where they should be at least a three seed. I think that they can play their way into a two seed is how high they can go. And
1: then one more Texas team to finish off.
0: Yeah, Texas. State, I I, do want to, I hate the, how the Mag 38 uh, and 11, 20 Texas and 4 State. in conference. 38 RPI 16 in the polls they have beat a lot of good schools but then they've also lost a lot of conference games that they should not have lost i think if they had gone 24 and 0 in conference or even you know 22 and 2 they'd have a better shot at hosting i just don't think that they have enough to host
1: i i think they also got let down a lot by when they beat texas texas was the number one team when they beat arizona arizona was a top 25 team baylor was a good team When they, and all those teams have kind of you know not fallen on their faces but been letdowns so yeah. also those wins don't look as good um you know I, I for one i think they're a good team but i think they've been one of the most overhyped teams because who they've beaten was overhyped um you know they're they probably deserve to be a two seed somewhere but it's not a two seed that. You know, I'd rather see them as a two seed than Santa Barbara in my regional. Yep. Um, you know, still a very good, very good ball club, but I think there are there are levels to this thing, and I think you know they've gotten a little bit of hype because of not only who they beat, but how they beat them, and how dramatic that was, and how emotional those series were. Um, yeah. And and like you said right there. Yeah, we started emotional. to remember that
2: that is a midweek too. That yeah. It is still mid. I know it was a very weekend vibe, but it was still a midweek series. Um, I almost see them as a three seed, and and I would even be happy that if they were a three seed in the A and M regional, because I I do kind of think they got a little overhyped because they ran their mouths against Texas, they had the flask and everything. Is I think they're just almost like their team It's like, oh yeah, they like we, we saw them early in the year. They beat Texas. They look good. They won this week. Keep moving them up. But yeah, they had that little hiccup there where they lost AM and and then they had Southern, and they lost three of four. I think that's going to be the weekend stretch there where they kind of look back and they're like, okay, if we would have won this, we would have hosted. But I think they are going to have a problem too with their ballpark. I know their ballpark's really, really small.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that they host. I think we're, we're okay with that one. Um, they also right. threw their midweek
1: guy or they threw their weekend guy during a midweek game. So a lot.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, I mean, they had to win those. They knew they had to win those games and the teams come and play them. We're throwing their fourth and fifth guys. So it was bigger for them. They play with a lot of emotion, really highs. Um, I I just, yeah, they're not going to host. So I think we're okay there. All right, guys, anything else to add here? I know we got uh, one announcement that I'll do after we're all done. Do y'all think Pitt is in right now? Last four in, yes.
2: You think they're right? right and then, so Pitt, Rutgers, y'all have Rutgers in too?
0: They, I think that they need to still win another series. I
1: feel better about Rutgers than I do Pitt.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with that because Pitt's got some tough games coming up.
2: And then SEC teams on the bubble, who do you think's out? Do you think Flo- like Florida, Ole Miss, that kind of log jam there?
0: I have been against Ole Miss the whole time. I think that they're not a good enough team. I don't think that they should be in the tournament. They're going to have to do a lot of work here the next two series and at Hoover to really uh, sway me.
1: I think the teams that you look at and you think out right now. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't see them. Obviously Mississippi State, Missouri, um, I think Kentucky, South Carolina, um, which hurts, but <laughs> but it's a fair evaluation. And then yeah. Ole Miss, I think are the teams you look at right now and you're like definitely uphill battles to get in. Um I don't know if I said Kentucky. Um Yeah, yeah, you did. But yeah, I think the rest of those teams are on the right side of the fence. You know, if Florida Drops their last two series, they could put themselves in danger, but their RPI is so high, it's Florida. They're going to yeah, get the benefit Florida. of the doubt. One exactly, yeah, they're one Florida. They're going
0: to get, a, they're going to get in as a three seed somewhere, just because they're Florida, they're missing Barco, but they're going to get in somewhere and get a chance. Yep.
2: Yeah. So you don't think Mississippi State makes Hoover? That's your bold prediction.
0: I don't think that they get into the tournament, and they might they might make Hoover, but they're not going to get into the NCAA tournament. No.
1: I think Ole Miss misses Hoover.
0: I like it. Do so you like think it's it. Ole Miss in Missouri? Those yeah. are your two? Yeah, Ole Miss has Which a I think if
2: State makes Hoover, I think if State makes Hoover, I think they make the tournament. I think they're going to be one of those last teams in where they're going to get the, you know, we won the national championship. We have all these fans-type treatment when they sneak in, play in a tough regional.
1: We'll see. They might need their coach to say he's retiring and get the LSU treatment from last year. <laughs>
2: I don't know. It feels like they, they, like everybody, has just kind of considered them out. I know we saw that video of Daniel with the memorial of everything. I think it's almost like the season's over. Like they still have a couple weeks down the
0: stretch here. I yeah. mean, it's a tough schedule for them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ole Miss has a harder schedule. Ole Miss plays LSU and A and M. I think that's tough. But yeah, we'll see. So State happens.
2: has A and M and Tennessee, right?
0: Yeah. So it's not any easier for yeah, I mean, you to I mean, Tennessee
2: easy. really doesn't even have, but Tennessee really doesn't have anything to prove. That's the thing too, that's kind of jumping out to me about that series is I think Mississippi state is going to have a lot to prove and, and crazier things have happened at, at Mississippi state's ballpark. It is at home.
0: It's fun to kick it, a national champion. Kind of, down,
1: so. Georgia that tech true. just walked off As, Georgia Southern too.
0: Oh, so that's a big win for Georgia tech. All right. So, well, Mark, guys, what's your announcement? So uh, we're going to revisit. We'll probably do another one of these shows here uh, the next couple weeks, discuss this again, see where we're at with our 16 seats. Uh, the announcement is we were giving away two outfield tickets to the uh, College World Series for anybody that was wearing Hawaiian shirts was how you entered. You wore a Hawaiian shirt and then you put it on and watch this watch on the show. Uh, one of our favorite fans we drew and Fun Killer Steve congratulations we're going to be dming you shortly with the details get that all set up for you we appreciate you you're a big fan been following us and tweeting out all of our stuff so thanks for the follow and uh, you're the big winner
1: and he's an oregon state fan correct
0: oregon state fan lives in arkansas Uh, so
1: so he actually has a good chance of watching his own team play
0: as opposed to like get to watch oregon (laughs) state yeah yeah and maybe you know maybe i'll get to go down there and finally meet him so it'll be awesome good i'm happy for him though
1: yeah congrats to him
0: yep All right, fellas, good show, and uh, we'll get after it in a couple weeks here. See you all Saturday, same time Saturday. Saturday, Saturday morning.